0: Bienvenidos a So Violentos Podcast. Yo soy Ali. Y yo soy Dee. Y hoy Dee les contará de un caso que sucedió en Eagle Pass, Texas.
1: When we go to work, we're expected to return home safely. We constantly have a routine on what streets to take, what paths to go through, and what time we need to arrive home. However, in today's case, we will talk about a mother who crosses the border for a job and is expected to come home to see her son. But what happens when that routine is disturbed and her 3-year-old son discovers that he will no longer see her again? This is a tragic case of Evelyn Guarda.
0: Advertencia. La información de este caso puede ser desencadenante para algunos. Tengan cuenta que algunos de estos casos pueden involucrar menores de edad, abuso Violación o violencia. Escuchen con precaución. Warning. The information on this case can be
1: triggering to some. Please be advised that some of these cases may involve children, abuse, rape, and violence. Listen with caution.
2: porque sea mi hija y ya no sé conmigo. Mi hija no se merecía esto porque era, o sea, toda una buena niña y yo miraba que y llegaba y ella corría para su casa para ver a su hijo. No, 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 no lo puedo creer, no lo puedo creer porque me la mató, no lo no puedo creer. No, esto no. Yo no quiero que quede impune la muerte de mi hija. Que salga hasta el último que anduve involucrado, porque ahí ya van dos manejando, uno el carro de mi hija y otro el carro de él. Yo no sé, algo hay ahí, yo no sé qué pasó. te sientes pruebas, que investiguen más. El hermano no sabemos por dónde empezar. Y la casa está muy grande. Nosotros agarramos cámaras de la avenida donde iba el muchacho. Estamos viendo que salieron de ahí, que entraron ahí no, no nada hasta que mi hermana mi hermana ya aparece el martes no pues yo quiero que aparezca mi hija tú porque yo aquí está tiene que salir y yo no sé un amigo me acaba de dejar hace como una hora y, ca- y vine y me fui otra vez pero el carro de ella aquí estaba ¿Y? el carro de ella aquí estaba aquí estaba el carro y tapado por sí, qué estaba tapado no sé. ella nunca lo tapa pues no sé
1: in today's case, we will discuss uh, Evelyn Guardado. This is a very recent case, so things can automatically change from month to month as time goes on. This case actually started in the beginning of February, so there is a lot more things to come out of this case, so hopefully in the future we will come out with a mini or um maybe videos regarding this case for any updates but so far this is the, what I have gathered up um, when it comes to this case. Evelyn Guardado was a 24-year-old woman who was also a mother of a 3-year-old boy who had spent her life on both sides of the border. She was living mostly in Piedras Negras, Coahuila and traveled to the U.S. for work. She was a prison guard for a private company called GEO in Eagle Pass, Texas. And she would constantly drive to Texas from Coahuila and back to um, from Texas to Coahuila. So it was constantly a back and forth when it came to her job and her um, home life. On Tuesday, January 31st, she had gone to work and it was just a regular normal day. And when it was time for her to end her workday, her and her coworker um ended her shift, ended their shift like around 2 p.m. And she was en route to go drop off her coworker at home. As soon as she drops her coworker at home, the case completely goes silent. Nobody hears from Evelyn at all from that moment on. On February 1st at 3 p.m., after failing to contact her family and not picking up her co-worker from her house to go to work, people started to feel like something was wrong because this, is where, this was very unlike her. She was uh, very accustomed to a routine of going home, you know, living her home life, and then starting it all over the next day. But in this day... Nobody had heard of her. Nobody had seen her. They hadn't received any calls from her. It was very unusual. That same day, after not being able to reach Evelyn, her family decided to call the Eagle Pass uh, Police Department and report her missing. According to Carlos Chavez, Evelyn's older brother, he told Univision News, "Quote, My mom called her work, and it turned out that she didn't go to work either. So we started to get suspicious because she would never stop calling us. She would never turn off her phone. It was very, it was a very routine. It was something routine to call to say that I'm going out or I'm going to do a double shift. We knew something was wrong when we didn't receive any phone calls. According to the police, they officially declared her missing on February 2nd. And from that point on, Evelyn's family um, started to take their own hands on the investigation. Her family lived in Coahuila and um, had like dual citizenship. So they would travel back and forth from Texas to Coahuila. During this time, they decided to take the case into their own hands and look for Evelyn themselves. Evelyn's family was able to track her location on her phone and it was last detected at a specific home within a few miles from her workplace. When they knocked at the door of the homeowner, they realized that it was Jesus and this person actually worked with Evelyn at the um, as a prison guard in the private uh, prison that they worked in. So they automatically assumed that was a red flag. When they approached police and told them about this, they just kind of like pushed it off and, you know, told them that they were, they were, they were taking care of the case. Are you serious? hmm So then that same day when they discovered the location of her cell phone, they also gathered surveillance footage from businesses around um, that that home. And they... Rewatched the video and they realized that Evelyn's car was following a black car to the complex. According to the family, they said that her car was actually parked uh, near those businesses outside for 24 hours. It didn't move. It didn't. Nobody came in and out of that car, that it just stayed there for 24 hours. And then the, that that following day, The car was actually found in a parking lot uh, near some um, apartment complex. So it was just abandoned there. Nobody was in it. There was no sign of Evelyn within the car. So they found it suspicious because they saw her car somewhere else. And then out of nowhere, it was driven to a different part of that same city.
0: And there's like, on the videos, no se miran. Si alguien se met en el carro de ella, nada. No No miran a
1: which brings me to the next part. Um according to an interview with Univision, Carlos, which is Evelyn's brother, told them that they had more questions than answers when it came to the surveillance video because they couldn't identify who was behind the wheel. They don't know if it was actually Evelyn following this black car or if somebody was driving that car. Okay. But all they know is that the black car that she was following or that her car was following was, in fact, owned by Jesus, which is her Cobra. On February 5th, Evelyn's family and friends organized a march between the El Paso, Texas border and Piedras Negras, Coahuila, demanding the authorities to place more effort in finding Evelyn. And finding more information on her whereabouts. This was because they felt that the police weren't doing enough to search for her.
0: And they didn't like look into at all, like they didn't look into the security guard.
1: Well, they they said that when as soon as they they discovered that information, they started to question him, but um there was no concrete evidence that for to for them to arrest him. To
0: suggest him. that he had done yeah. something.
1: Yes. But on February 6th, police actually did arrest Jesus. And um, ah. and they charged him with uh, driving without the permission of the owner of the car. So I, I'm not really sure how this goes about, but they arrested him because he was driving Evelyn's car. So they confirmed that he was driving that vehicle. So he was arrested because he was driving somebody else's vehicle without the owner's permission. Which I didn't know was a thing, but apparently it's a thing. And um, they pressed a bail for $35,000 when he was arrested. Weirdly enough, he paid those uh, $35,000 and was released out of prison. So police were kind of left with uh, not being able to charge him with anything else until they had concrete evidence. Wait,
0: who was driving his truck then?
1: They don't know. On February 7th, a day after Jesus' arrest, Evelyn's body was found in in Inquemado, Texas, about 8 miles from where she was last seen and 15 miles from where she worked. According to Mega 94.3, Evelyn's mother found out that a body had been found between the bushes of the edge of the road through a phone call from one of Evelyn's former classmates from the police academy. Evelyn's body had been found naked without any clothes and pieces of wood and metal objects around her body almost as if to cover her, her body. And they also showed that there was an indication that they were trying to burn her body within, this, within the area. Also, they had found a belt Nearby, which authorities predict that that was the item used to strangle her. Evelyn's brother, Carlos, told Univision News they held a press conference and say, We are 90% sure that this is her because of her tattoos. But neither did the chief of police or the police department call us before. They did not summon us before, they did not tell us anything. We found out through the press conference. At the time of locating Evelyn's body, it is said that Evelyn's ex partner had ran into Jesus at the gas station prior to finding out about Evelyn's body. He followed him and eventually saw him and how he was trying to run away to San Antonio, Texas.
3: (laughs) Me quedo dormido, ya cansado, dormido, y pues la soñé, la soñé la noche. La sonida estaba, estaba sentado ahí en la casa de los suegros y nomás me volteó a ver y se rió. Se rió conmigo y pues ya me levanté con una llamada de ella y pues ya me, me preparé, me bañé de volada, me puse la ropa y todo. Y pues de casualidad también nomás llegué a la gasolinera a levantar pues el agua, el hielo y de allí es donde lo miré, iba entrando a la gasolinera caminando y yo iba estacionándome para echar gas. Y luego pues ya lo miré pero no lo distinguí porque pues no traía mis lentes, solo nomás lo miré y luego ya me metí a agarrar las cosas y cuando iba saliendo, él iba entrando otra vez, o sea ya había salido, iba entrando otra vez. So, se miraba nervioso, ¿por qué vas a entrar y salir de una gasolinera? o sea so, ya y allí ya me lo topé de frente, lo miré de frente y ya lo dije, no, pues sí es él. Y dije que anda haciendo por este rumbo, si él vive, pues, o sea, más lejos, hay más gasolineras por allá. Lo primero que me imaginé yo, dije, la de traer en la ven dónde anda, o va para los apartamentos donde está. Todavía no aparecía el cuerpo, todavía no sabíamos nada. Le dije aquí está, y le dije lo voy a seguir, Le dije lo voy a seguir porque pues, se me hace raro que ande por este rumbo. Sí, él es de allá, o sea, hay más gasolineras para allá. Y lo dijo, no, pues está bien, este, si quiere seguirlo y pues ya yo lo seguí, pero ya cuando pasó los apartamentos donde encontraron el carro, yo dije, él no va para allá. Y y lo, pues ya dio vuelta para allá para el checkpoint y lo fui siguiendo. Y en el checkpoint, pues estaba la Ben y lo estaba otro carro y lo estaba yo. Y lo, pues pasó y como si nada, o sea, yo decir es en sí lo que sea y pues se lo dejaron pasar, no lo revisaron ni nada. Cuando le tocó al otro carro, yo ya había bajado los vidrios de mi de mi jeep y escuché que el pues estaban como siete de migración ahí sentados nomás y escuché que, que estaban hablando entre ellos y Yeah, that's him. I know him from Geo, O sea, que lo conocían, ya, lo, ya sabían que era él, lo conocieron y no le hicieron nada. Y luego cuando ya me tocó mi turno, viene y me dice, el de migración me dice Le dije, este, ¿sabes que él es un sospechoso sospechoso de una desaparición allá en, en Eagle Pass? Y lo me dijo. Yeah, that's what uh, they talking about, o sea, de que estaban de que ellos estaban hablando. Le dije, "¿Por qué no lo detuvieron? ¿Por qué no lo revisaron?" Y lo nomás me dijo, "Have a nice day." Nomás se miraba del espejo, se miraba como una muchacha atrás con pelo largo, ¿verdad? pero no sabía no sabía. Y pues yo lo fui siguiendo solo seguí, lo seguí hasta ya hasta el último ya para voltear para allá para San Antonio es cuando ya ya nos enteramos de que ya habían hallado el cuerpo y pues ya les mandé, eh, aquí está, aquí va y pues ya como a los 20 minutos de eso es cuando ya lo pararon. Sí, yo pienso que que fue ella que me dio una señal de de ir a esa gasolinera de
1: During his arrest, they denied his bail to be reduced from 1 million dollars. According to Sheriff from the Maverick County, Tom Schmurd, if someone managed to pay $1 million for Vasquez's bail and then be and then if he escapes from the city, that person who pays, pays his bail would have to pay double his bail. So it would be like $2 million. That's if somebody would be wanting to pay that amount of money um the reason he said this was because during his first arrest somebody paid $35,000 for for him to to be released according to recent investigations they they which is the authorities suspect that more than one person is involved within Evelyn's murder due to the amount of injuries that Evelyn um actually acquired and also because again Somebody was driving Evelyn's car while another person was driving Jesus's car. So they assume that there must be more than more than two murderers in in this case. And also based on the audio that you just heard from uh, Evelyn's ex-partner, he says that somebody else was seen in the van. So they don't have any idea of who might it be. Jesus hasn't even talked or said if there's anybody else that's involved. So there's still very unanswered questions when it, came, when it comes to this case. Eagle Pass Police Chief Federico Garza told Univision there is probably, there is a possibility, yes, that there is more than one suspect. The possibilities of an arrest is still ahead of us. Lydia Terraza of Univision actually interviewed Jesus' father during the time she was interviewing um, a Sheriff uh, Tom Sher- Shermert. During this interview, she d- she asked him if there was a possibility she could interview him for her and for her uh, report. The father denied to be in camera, but he decided to give her uh, an interview off camera. He told um, Lydia that him and his wife are devastated on the news of what happened to Evelyn that they have no idea what's going on with their son that they aren't really aware of Evelyn's case or if like their son has anything involved in within the case but they they are very heartbroken at um what they've heard so far and at the fact that they lost a child you know and that 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 um, that that mother uh can't see her son anymore. They said that they that he doesn't know or can't say anything, but that so far Jesus has told them that he did not murder her. But uh, as of now, they that he they, they 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 can't say anything because they they don't know anything about the case. That he was just there to pick up his belongings, but they don't they don't really know much about it. But they are, like, devastated at what happened to Evelyn and what's happening to her family.
0: There's no... Um, there's no proof, nothing, like, to say that it was him. Like, they just have him in jail because... The they have him in jail. Por el yeah, when they pinged they, it they, in his complex.
1: Yeah. So, uh, everything points to the fact that he has something to do with the murder... But they don't have any concrete evidence that he was the one that killed her. and his father is just you know his father says that him and his wife are just saddened at the fact that that you know they don't they don't know what to do. and I don't blame them. I mean if his, his if their son is guilty or not guilty, you know it, it doesn't take the fact that 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 he might have been involved in a murder. And if he doesn't talk or if he doesn't give any sort of details on the case, then, you know, this case will never be solved. And now two parents lose their child, you know?
0: Las, um, no cuando dijiste que el ex persiguió el carro y pasó por la línea, dices que él miró una muchacha en la camioneta. The yeah. los de la línea, los autoridades de ahí no dijeron si estaba alguien con él. No.
1: No, they said that they just said that he, when he was crossed, like according to um, the ex, he said that all that he assumes they just asked him for him, his, like if he was a citizen. And as soon as he confirmed that he was, they just let him go. Even though they knew that he was. um he was being looked upon on Evelyn's uh, case. Like they, they were saying that they knew that he was um,
0: he that was he suspect. was,
1: he had something to do with the case. Yeah, that he was the suspect of the case, but they didn't decide to stop him or to prevent him from going to San Antonio. They just let him go because they knew who he was. And even um, the Evelyn's ex said, you know, I confronted them about it and they just said, Have a nice day. Like, we don't want to talk about it. There was also rumors uh, that um, Jesus was actually related to somebody within the Eagle Pass uh, police department. That's why the police didn't put that much effort when it came to looking for Evelyn. And both the uh, sheriff and the chief of police have denied the fact that Jesus is related to anybody within their law enforcement. But in the end, we don't know who's related to who, so that's still something that can't be ruled out of, of this case. Evelyn's brother also told Univision that he has received no, numerous death threats since the night of the discovery of her of her dead body. He said he's received death threats against his mother, his father, his other sisters, and even his own daughter. He says that he's taken these threats seriously and has contacted the police about these threats. But he says that he is not afraid to speak out and to continue to fight for justice um, when it comes to his sister's murder. That yes, they could continue doing these threats, but he will continue fighting for her currently all of her family is living in um in texas they were they most of them were living across the border in uh, Coahuila. but now they all live in texas for their own safety for their own um continuous research, uh, search for uh, justice for evelyn and to see where the case goes from this point on currently carlos his mother and his sister are continuing to fight And they have posted on social media. They've covered the case on social media. If you go on TikTok and search her name, you'll see plenty of videos of her family constantly looking for her. And this case, again, is still wide open. It's very recent and we don't have the full details on what happened to Evelyn. What's going to happen to Jesus if there's more more suspects to come forward or if there's any arrests so far but um, we will continue to update you guys when it comes to this case and again um, our hearts go out to Evelyn's family Um, her son especially who now sadly doesn't have a mother and for, for everybody who has been hit with this tragic news and um, yeah, it, it's, it breaks my heart to know that these things are happening.
4: Eh, y luego después vienen amenazas. No, ya no sé si sea algo real o no. Yo, yo como quiera lo reporté, pero recibiendo amenazas de que hey, ya, ya te quité a una. Acuérdate que todavía tienes mamá, papá, sobrino, hijos, sabes. Esp- yo tengo esposa y tengo hijos, y aún me quedan hermanas. Eh, que me amenacen de ese tipo, y siempre, fíjate, la hora es son las 2 y 3 de la mañana. No sé si me quieren agarrar un poquito estanteado o demás, no lo no sé, pero yo sigo recibiendo amenazas.
2: Desde un principio que lo fue a enfrentar, pues, como me miraba, los nerviosismos que tenía, le decía, entrégame a mi hija, yo no la tengo. Siempre le dije, entregamela, entrégamela, nunca
4: me la quiso entregar, y... eh, pues a partir de que nos dieron la noticia esa, a donde fuimos a dirigirnos hacia allá, hasta ahorita, no hemos tenido ninguna comunicación. No nos han llamado, no nos han dicho algo nuevo, nada. No tenemos comunicación con el departamento de policía con los detectives, ni nada, ni nada, o sea, no nos han llamado ninguna comunicación. Como si esto ya, no sé, hubiese terminado.
2: que la mucho que Es algo horrible, es algo horrible y yo no tengo palabras para decir como estaba torturada mi casa. o sea, no, yo no tengo palabras, te lo juro, yo no puedo hablar sobre el caso de Mica porque Ay, no, 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 no. no. No quiero volver a vivir esto que mi capa soy. Es horrible, te lo juro que no, no puedo, no tengo palabras, ni te lo juro, no puedo.
1: And that is the tragic case of Evelyn Guardado. Again, um, our hearts go out to the family and friends of Evelyn. And all the information will be left in the description below of this episode. If you have any information, any tips, or any sort of uh, useful information that the police might need, um, just make sure to reach out and help them help them solve this case. Yeah, if you
0: guys saw her or saw, maybe I saw anything. Please speak up. This family needs the family and. And Eveline really needs justice. She needs justice,
1: and her little boy. Definitely. I know. It's tragic. Um, but yeah. Once again, if you have any information, uh, we encourage you to reach out. Um. Also, uh, we would just like to say thank you so much for spreading um, the news on our last episode. Um, it means so much to us to see that you guys care and. And are willing to open up about the conversation when it comes to uh, missing cases. And um, thank you again. And um, yeah. uh, If you have any more details or any thoughts, concerns, or opinions on these cases, um, our comment section is always open. You can find us on Twitter, on Instagram, and on TikTok as at SVSM underscore podcast. Or you can find us on Facebook as Soma Kavro podcast we are open to talk to you guys um, it'll take us some time to reply but we will reply um, also if you want to listen to the other 67 episodes um, that we have <clears throat> you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts Amazon Music and Google Podcasts we're also on the Latina Podcaster Network app you could find all of our episodes there and um, yeah uh,
0: I think that's about it I think that's it. I'm really sorry. I hope you guys. um, I'm recording from somewhere from a different state today, so (laughs) we're experiencing. So if you don't hear much of her, I was experiencing technical difficulties. So if you didn't hear much from me today, was that's big?
1: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) a lot of noise. It was. It was either. It was either me just doing one episode by myself or we combined both episodes, uh, combined both of our voices uh, occasionally here and there. So um, we do apologize for, for not, for hearing not having more in-depth conversation. <laughs> exactly that. Or, or for having a full in-depth conversation like we usually do. But, you know, we're, we're having tef- technical difficulties. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. but this was an important case, that. D really wanted to
0: that we really wanted to talk about so
1: definitely yeah. so um thank you so much for tuning in thanks to Ali for still you know being a part of the team <laughs> and um yeah the laptop wasn't, it didn't want to uh, work with me today it didn't hey it's at uh, Mercury Retrograde right. let's blame That's it on that it um anyways oh we'll talk to you guys uh next week um and yeah Yeah, have a great weekend stay spooky bye (laughs) bye stay spooky again (laughs) bye